welcome everybody. Today's show, we are talking about the Or Fellowship. If you haven't heard about the Or Fellowship, this is a great podcast to tune into. You're going to hear about how these people are really changing the face of business here in Indianapolis. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Ryan Grimes. Hello again, everyone. This is Ryan Grimes of MyITND here on Off the Circle, Episode 5. And my compatriot here, Doug Carr, is uh, furiously going over his notes about the, about the podcast. And he's like, oh my God, what am I going to ask? The pressure's on today. The pressure's on. Absolutely. we got a full house today, so we'll start with my left. Hi, my name is Ridge Parks, and I am an OR Fellow at Roche Diagnostics. Hi, I'm Shelby Fletcher, and I'm an OR Fellow at Clear Software. Hi, um, I'm Lauren Jameson, and I am an OR Fellow at Clear Object. Hello, I am Karen Smitson, and I am Executive Director of OR Fellowship. Excellent. Thank you very much for making time in your schedules today. And we, who wants to start? I'll, I'll start. I'll start with the first question awesome. because I had mentioned before the show that I, I think I've worked with OR Fellows probably in every company for the last five companies that I've worked with and always appreciated, um, one, their, um, just the level of knowledge to the level of curiosity and commitment that they brought to the organization. But I am ashamed to say that I have no idea about the history of the Or Fellowship and, and everything. So maybe the first thing that we can talk about is, you know, how long have you been around and how did it start? I'll take that. This is Karen. <laughs> um, it began as an idea, basically. Um, there were three individuals who were top executives at the time at Angie's List when it was a little bitty company. And they were struggling to find talent. And they said, how can we go about doing that and compete against the, the, the big companies in town? So they um, came up with an idea to appeal to college seniors who want business leadership experience and entrepreneurial experience. Um, they um, got together in 2002, started on a couple campuses. Um, the first class of fellows consisted of eight fellows and six companies. And what they did was they tried to find talent for Angie's List, but they also said, hey, we're pr pretty philanthropic. Let's help some other companies in town as well. And that's what they did. Um, so these three individuals were searching for a creative solution. They were searching for... Um, retention. They were searching for all the things that all companies seem to be searching for to this day. Um, they um, decided that it had some longevity and maybe they better give it a pretty cool name. So they named it after Governor Robert Orr because Bill Osterley and Angie Hicks both had worked for Bill, or I mean for Governor Orr in the past and thought very highly of them. And they were very impressed by the fact that Governor Orr had always made economic development and education the cornerstones of his administration. He also put a lot of emphasis on um, wanting to make Indiana a better place for future generations. You hear all three of those uh, facets of his administration, and you think, gee, that kind of goes with Orr Fellowship and what they were trying to do. So 
They had lofty ambitions at the time and named it um, after a former governor. And the name has stuck to this day, and we're quite proud of it. And and so uh, talk about the program and how it differs from, let's say, an apprenticeship program or an internship program. You know, how is it structured different from those? Those kind of programs are wonderful, but we are not an internship um, program. We um, we have 84 fellows, and every one of them are full-time regular employees at their host companies. Full-time and, salary, full-time hours, full-time everything. Right. And what's the selection process to between between the OR fellow and the company? Yeah. So the, the selection process is it's a pretty interesting one. It's not your traditional, um, you know, a company looking for a specific type of hire and a, um, a employee or a prospective employee looking for a specific role. It's more um, looking for a cultural fit within the fellowship. So um, as current or fellows, we go out and we do recruiting at college campuses. So we're at most Indiana colleges, um, we ventured out into Ohio, and we're kind of expanding our reach to um, sur- some surrounding schools um, in the states around Indiana and the Midwest. Um, we find some of the the most talented um, scholastically, and um, look for for students with exceptional leadership skills, um, and we bring them in to to really sell them on the program of or fellowship. So not just the work that we'll be doing. Um, although the work is great work with some of the greatest companies in Indianapolis, um, but also all the other benefits that we bring um, from a networking standpoint and a curriculum standpoint. Um, once we identify those fellows that we think would be a good fit, um, we bring in our host companies who then will have the opportunity to interview um, the candidates. And the the fellows don't find out until um, very they have a very quick turnaround time from the time they find out which um, companies they'll be interviewing with. Um, they'll have four interviews in one day, um, and it's kind of a matching process. So the host companies pick who their best top candidate is from the day, and the fellows pick um, their top company from that day, and a matching process begins, and that's how we figure out who, who the next class of fellows is. Wow, that's fantastic. And, and it's quite a commitment for these companies too, right? It is. Uh, the companies have a number of um, items that they commit to ahead of time. Uh, they they commit to paying the salary, of course, of their new employee, just like any other employee. Um, but they also um, commit to providing challenging work. And we don't say that lightly. We, we really um, encourage fellows to speak up if they're feeling underutilized. They want to make an impact quickly in their new um, employers. Uh, workplaces. We also ask companies to uh, provide exposure to top executives on a consistent basis throughout the two years. I'm not sure if we mentioned it's a two-year program. Um, And sometimes that takes the form of official mentoring. Sometimes it's more casual, but nonetheless, it's a really important part of our our program. We also um, ask companies to provide the opportunity, at least, for varying roles throughout the two years. If a fellow is a finance major but always kind of had a hankering for sales, maybe give them a shot and let them try it out. Um, It's the beauty of our program that uh, you have some opportunities you might not have otherwise in a more traditional path right out of college. It almost sounds like a, you know, I, I worked for a newspaper a long, 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 long time ago. Um, a what? Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and so we, did I. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, 
you know, we had a uh, uh, the CEO at the time. His name was Frank Patton Senior, and he believed that anybody who was going to lead someone with the organization. Um, had to go through executive management training and so had to get exposure to each of the departments and everything else. And ultimately the investment was 30 years later, those people would be running the companies, you know, right. and it almost sounds like that's, that's what you guys have really created is a, you know, you're finding the best, the cream of the crop for companies so that they don't have to worry about that aspect of it. And then for the company, they know that they have people that they can skyrocket internally. It's really a testament to our board chair. His name is Scott Brenton. He's one of the three original founders of the fellowship. He was COO at the time at Angie's List. And uh, he has stuck with this organization through thick and thin for the last, um, well, 15, 16 years. And his vision was exactly what you just indicated, which is, um, you know, if, if, if we don't invest in these young people, uh, and give them opportunity, um, then shame on us. What we need to provide this for this community. We need to, um, give them the chance to show what they're really made of. And, um, too often fresh college graduates don't get those opportunities in first time jobs out of college. Yeah, I would, you know, as a business owner that has hired people of varying ages, there, there's a, there's a stigma going on around about millennials and the work ethic. And we've seen both sides of that. Um, how, you know, you sounds like you're really actively combating that stigma with, with your offering here. Um, I, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of the OR uh, fellowship up until we, we were discussing this episode. So I'm really, really excited about it because, you know, I've, got a high school student who I'm like, if you want to go to college, okay, what's your business plan after you get out of college? Like, what's your goal? You're not going to be, you know, get a worthless major and be in debt and have all these problems getting a job afterwards. You know, where do you guys start your process with, with candidates? So the candidates, the application process starts with just that an online application Mm -hmm. at Mm orfellowship.org. So we do a variety of on-campus events to reach students. Mm -hmm. We um, will do classroom presentations. We'll go to career fairs. We'll hold lunch and learns. What Um, age do you, I mean, do you start like with freshmen in in college or sophomores or? Primarily the focus is on college seniors just because those are the people that we are immediately looking to hire that those companies are, you know, looking for as well. Um, but in, um, at some of the campuses, we're able to, um, you know, once we have fellows that have gone through certain programs on campus, on their, <laughs> on their campuses, um, we can then leverage their connections to develop lasting relationships with programs on campuses. Things like, for example, I was in the business honors program down at IU in Bloomington, and I've been able to keep in contact with them to get more business honors students interested in the OR fellowship. So it sounds like from a Viral X aspect, you guys are spreading like crazy. Mm-hmm. You talked about the multiple states that you're into. So year one, you had how many fellows, you said? Eight. Eight fellows. Mm-hmm. So 2017, fast forward, how many are there now? We're currently recruiting a class of 50 fellows that wow. will start next uh, summer. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And one of the stats, I believe you gave a stat before the show, 
was talking about from a success rate, Indiana, obviously one of the things that we worry about within Indiana is that we have, we give these people incredible educations and then they leave the state because they, they perhaps don't see the viability of staying where they think that there's something better elsewhere. But with or fellows, this investment is really working out from a, a stickiness standpoint as well, right? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So, um, it is a two year program. So at the end of the fellowship, the fellow kind of has the opportunity to, to move on to another role or another organization if they so choose. But um, over the last, I believe, the three years when we measured this, um, 71% of fellows have stayed with their host company post-fellowship, which just speaks to the quality of um, the experience that they're getting at the host companies and the quality of, of work that they're providing to the host companies that those companies would want to retain them. So I think that's pretty pretty awesome for the fellows. That is incredible. Mm -hmm. Now, the support from a company standpoint, um, you know, so a business, uh, what size businesses are you guys focused on? It's a pretty wide range. We have companies with as few as four employees, and we have one that has 16,000. Oh, wow. So that's a bit of a range. Um, we, we classify them as startups, scale-ups, and well-established companies. Um, but I, I would say our typical company is more like in that. 30 to 80 kind of employee range, maybe something like that. Um, we don't have one particular size we go after, which is kind of cool. There's, there's something for everyone. Yeah. Now my experience with working with our fellows was I watched most of them just get thrown into the fire and they, they bailed themselves out. It's pretty like cool, it was, isn't it? It, it yeah. was incredible. Yeah, uh, true. Is that's, that it? Yeah, <laughs> that's been my yeah. You have three fellows at this table who can attest to that, yes. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's a testament, you know, one, to the fellows that they were put in, you know, in the middle of this business problem, you know, and then work their own way out of it. Uh, of course, with the support of the companies mm -hmm. as well. But it, what I was trying to get to was there wasn't a structured you know, uh, education environment coming in there and, and everything else. It was, it was, Hey, start, start running. Sometimes there is, okay. uh, sometimes companies have, you know, a, a, a four, six week kind of, um, training kind of program. It just depends on the company. Obviously those tend to be our larger companies yeah. with those yeah. sophisticated Small uh, companies don't have that luxury. No. <laughs> it's like get on the treadmill and start sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But usually it's more what you were describing. Yeah. Well, let's hear, I'd like to hear some success stories. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I went to St. Mary's college and graduated with a finance degree and um, started working at Cloud One, which is now um, rebranded to Clear Object. And um, I was thrown into a rotational program there, um, which is something that Or Fellowship um, kind of encourages host companies can do if they can. Um, and so I started, my first three months were was in the HR department at Clear Object, um, which was great. But having a finance degree, it was kind of a shock to me, but in, in the best possible way, I would say, because I mean, coming in college, I would have never guessed that I would be in an HR role. I mean, never. So, um, but it really forced me to understand everything that goes into human resources, but, but just, you know, a company as well. I mean, I really got to high level learn, um, about the employees, you know, benefits, everything that I really hadn't even thought of before. Um, and then after my three months there, I moved into my finance rotation, which I'm still currently in and, um, got the option to stay there. So, um, I 
forewent my third rotation and decided to stay in my, in, in the finance department, which I love. Um, so, but it's been great. I mean, my CEO, John McDonald comes and says hi to me every day. Um, I know all the execs pretty well. My finance team, I'm, I'm one of three on the finance team, which is pretty cool. So I'm really like sitting through meetings and working on projects that I frankly have no business doing, but, um, you know, really learning a lot and I, it wouldn't be possible without our fellowship. So. And Clear Objects is obviously benefiting as well. I mean, they're doing fantastic. I'd like to think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, they are doing really well. That feeling of not knowing what you're me, doing, but, that yeah. doesn't go away. <laughs> Sometimes we're, yeah. we're in those meetings too. Right. <laughs> we currently have 48 host companies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are they in? Are they all over geographically? or They are all in the Indianapolis general area. Okay. Mm-hmm. My experience at Clear Software, so a different Clear yeah, company, yeah. we've got several of them in the <laughs> indie area, um, <clears throat> has been similar to the kind of being thrown into the fire. But you know, while that might sound frightening to some people, I think that it's been the best possible learning experience that I could have had coming right out of college. Um, and I know that every day, because I work in marketing at Clear Software, and I know because we are such a small company, we have about 10 employees, I know that every day that I go into work, that my work is making an impact for the company. You know, I know that if I'm not writing a blog post or creating new content or building new web pages for us or making social media posts, those are all things I do on a day-to-day basis, that it may not get done. Um, so that's been a really cool learning experience and by a product of being at such a small company that I would have never gotten connected to if it wouldn't have been for the Or Fellowship. Um, that's been a great learning experience as well. I mean, getting to get connected to a company that I wasn't even on my radar when I was in college um, and getting exposed to kind of the larger tech ecosystem of businesses in the indie area has been really cool. Well, and that's, and that's a, that's a good one. I think that's a good example. Clear Objects obviously has a, they have a long, um, history here in town with, I think, you know, Clear Software is a little bit different that you, you guys are kind of quiet, unassuming, but really taking off. Where did Clear Software even find out about the OR Fellowship program? That is an excellent question. <laughs> we don't know. I think I it know, may have but been it's a- usually personal connections yeah. or some kind of networking going on. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And tell your story. Let's hear your story. Yeah. So uh, I am at um, probably the largest globally um, company in the fellowship. So I'm with Roche. Um, It is a much different experience, I think, than than what most fellows get at a smaller company. But um, I was actually put into a two-year rotational program. So I did a a year in an inside sales role, which was great. Um, And I'm doing my second year now in a marketing role. And I can say that the fellowship or because of the the fellowship and the trust that Roche has in the fellowship, they're putting me into to roles and giving me responsibilities for things that I, like you said, Lauren, have no, no, uh, no business taking responsibility for those types of things, which is excellent. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just learning so much. And, and the other aspect is, um, just to have access to some of the senior leaders in the company, you know, somebody coming coming in in their first year um, at a company as large as Roche is is not going to get to sit down and have coffee with their CEO um, every couple of quarters. But because of the fellowship and because of um, you know their investment in us, I, I get that experience. So um, it's been great. 
Well, good on Roche for throwing you in a sales position first. Holy smokes. Yeah, and, that, that <laughs> yeah, right? and you made it. Yeah. <laughs> Inside sales, huh? <laughs> Who did you make angry? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, for um, I'd like to hear a little bit more, you know, from an advice from a company standpoint. Obviously, this is a culture shift uh, for leadership at companies that are used to, you know, hiring employees and and just kind of letting them find their way up, you know, the chain. You know, what 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 kind of company does it take culturally to to really get a great fit with the Or Fellowship program? Obviously, not all our companies are entrepreneurial companies when they have how many employees does Roche have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, um, the common denominator across our companies is that they all have entrepreneurial spirit. And I realize that's a little subjective and can be loosely defined. However, you kind of know it when you see it. Yeah. And so, yes, we have some of those hard scrabble companies out there in our, in our network, but we also have companies that are innovative thinkers, um, creative in how they organize their departments or in, um, how they bring products to market. And that's what we're looking for because, um, these young professionals want experience that can help lead them to business leadership roles, oftentimes in entrepreneurial kinds of situations. Not every fellow wants to go start their own company, right? but a significant portion of them do. Um, and those that don't are very interested in it and would love to maybe work at a company that might be entrepreneurial. They just don't want to start it themselves. So there's some common thread there throughout. So what do these companies have in common? They are open to new ways of thinking. They're willing to give opportunities. Um, they're really willing to raise that bar really high. The expectations are super high of fellows. Um, and we try to make that really clear in recruitment. Um, we're not looking for average college graduates. We're looking for exceptional college graduates. Um, and the good news is we find them. We yeah. find plenty of them, uh, plenty. And um, the goal is to bring them here to Indianapolis and keep them here and help them be our future. And how, how many to date total? Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 300, somewhere wow. somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. That's because we started so small for so many years. Yeah. Now at this rate, we're, gra- we're going to be graduating 50 a year. So it's going to exponentially grow mm-hmm. right now. Are you uh, to grow really quick. 50 or is that Not right now. We're, we're thinking 50 sounds like a nice sweet spot. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that provides you the level of focus that you need and dedication to. Right. To because our, our program isn't just. The, the, the biggest component is all these fellows doing great work at their host companies in their daily work lives. But we also have a whole lot of programming, a lot of curriculum, social events, and what have you. And so we feel like 50 is, is mm-hmm. so that, that translates to 100 fellows at any given time because sure. a new class rotates in every year. So we feel like around 100 fellows is a nice sweet spot that we can still um, be personal, get to know each other, have a strong network. Um, make an impact, yeah. but not let anything get a little bit too out of control. So we're going to stick sure. with that for a while, yeah. I believe. Well, and, and, and with that, you know, with that kind of deliberate growth model, what can companies do like, like mine that, you know, obviously we're helping here with getting the word out, but how else can we support the OR Fellowship Program if, you know, aside from obviously placing an OR Fellow? That's wonderful. We, um, we are a nonprofit and we do not fundraise. So um, the, the, the answer that most people love to hear is that we do not ask for money 
from um, from outside organizations. However, um, word of mouth is really important to us, and we also um, love contributions to our curriculum. We are always constantly looking for excellent community leaders who can come share their story with us, who can come teach a class for us, uh, who would love to roll up their sleeves and work alongside us on a project. We are always looking for interested parties outside of the fellowship to, to join in with us. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, let's, I, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. So when you say that, cause what, what I, you know, what I was thinking at first was we have these students from each of the colleges that have joined the OR fellowship, but you guys are doing events and training together as well. Yes, we have extensive curriculum. Okay. We sure do. Um, basically, it's in two buckets, personal or professional development. And um, the professional development, a little bit what you might imagine. We um, we hold workshops and in, in all kinds of work-related, task-oriented kinds of disciplines. We had an Excel workshop last year, for example, or we've had Coding 101, yeah. two-day workshop, or um, help me, guys, what else? Financial what? Literacy. Yeah, financial literacy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it called this, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, and in personal development, um, we have one-on-one professional career coaching that's confidential for each uh, fellow to kind of talk with a professional about their future aspirations or maybe talk about challenges they're facing at work. Um, we offer the opportunity for fellows to seek a um, certification on their own that helps further um, their skill set, and we help supplement the cost of that. They have to apply um, and state the reasons why they want to follow that, and then and then we approve it and, and what have you. Um, so the curriculum, I mean, it can range anywhere from guest speakers that we have every month to workshops to um, um, kind of sessions by topic. Yeah. Um, I, Am I missing anything? I mean, you know, you name it. It runs the gamut, and it's over the course of the two years. And uh, most of our items are for first-year fellows and second-year fellows, and sometimes we do things every other year. Like we're getting ready in November to have an entrepreneurial law um, class over the course of, I believe it's six weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is um, one of our board members, Christine Cameron, is a partner at Ice Miller, and so she's helping coordinate the speakers and the teachers for that class for us, for example, and she does that every other year. Wow, that's fantastic. We also have design thinking, a workshop for that. We have, so it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's absolutely fantastic. I would also like to add, it's not only the formal programming that we put on, it's also the informal learning that happens as a product of all the great connections that we're able to make among the fellowship and among fellows that I feel so fortunate that I'm able to know, you know, what, 84 people all across the city that work at all kinds of different companies doing all kinds of different things and that we support each other as resources and helping all of us learn and grow together. Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I, my, both of my kids have graduated college now and I warned them, you know, for years, I said, your network is going to be your greatest investment that you can make. And a lot of times when you're, you know, buried in classes, you're not thinking about how you're going to expand your network. So this is an amazing opportunity for you guys to just do that because those connections are going to last for, you know, your entire career now. So, Mm -hmm. wow, that's incredible. Yeah. But I think there's definitely something to be said about, um, 
graduating from college, moving to a new city, and automatically having 83, 84 new friends right there, you know, all going through the exact same thing with you. Um, so, you know, we touched on the career part, which is great. The curriculum part is just continuous learning, which is awesome. But then the community is just, it's, it's really bar none. I mean, I, I have friends who went to all different, all different cities and they don't have this community that I have. And I just, I feel so lucky and it's a huge part of the fellowship. I mean, some of my best friends are in the fellowship now and it's great. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you guys are actively recruiting fellows, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> we've, we've got fellows on campuses today. Yep. So maybe maybe talk a little bit about what kind of people that you're looking you know to attract and how they can get involved. Sure. So we're really looking for people who these are graduating college seniors who are looking for meaningful work, high impact work right away when they graduate. Um, we also look for in candidates um, demonstrated on-campus leadership, academic achievement, um, work experience, you know, in internships or during their college careers. Um, we're really looking for people with big ideas who are kind of the movers and shakers and people who want to get things done. Anything to add? Yeah, anything to add? Anyone else? I, I think you can tell from some of the descriptions of the fellows here today that flexibility is a, is a big plus. Um, someone who had a very specific major who truly plans on following a career directly related to that major may not be right for our fellowship. Um, we um, were for those uh, graduates who may have an, a major they're obviously very interested in, but are wide open to learning more about uh, the business world or other disciplines within the business world. So we have, we have chemistry majors in sales or in, in finance at different companies. Yeah. We have every major you can think of. We do not, um, you notice we didn't say we're looking for certain majors and we certainly didn't say we're only looking for business majors. We have a lot of engineers, yeah. a lot of uh, liberal arts students. Um, so flexibility, open-mindedness, um, sense of adventure. Those are the kinds of things we're looking for as well. Well, that's a great message to, to any students out there too, because um, the majority of businesses that you wind up going to work for, you find out that your CEO at a marketing department had a biology degree or, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible how, you know, I, I, I was telling you, I've, I watched a, uh, documentary on like the history of education. It was fascinating. It was, I think a Harvard professor was talking about it was that, you know, the purpose of education isn't to align, line you up with a job. It was to help you understand how to think and problem solve, you know, and kind of give you that power that you need to go be successful somewhere. And so it's great to see you guys accelerating that. That's incredible. It's, it's cool because uh, at finalist day, when um, each candidate has these four interviews, they they have to trust the system a bit. Yeah. Back to that flexibility because they are not actually selecting the company that they will end up at. That typically it's a CEO there. That's another cool thing. We typically have CEOs doing the interviewing. Um, that CEO, you have to assume that she or he has been around the block and knows what they're doing and knows what kind of candidate would make the most sense for their culture and, and the, the work that they plan for the future fellow. And, um, they actually select the fellow to come work at their company. Um, so you have to be pretty flexible 
to um, to see the value of that system. And the, and the great news is it almost always works out. Yeah. Almost always works out. That's fantastic. Well, where, where do people go for more information? Where do college students go to get information? Yes. College students should go to orfellowship.org. We have all kinds of great information about all the cool activities we do here in Indy, um, information about the current fellows, the current host companies. We've got an active blog, lots of good information about the application process as well. And that's also where the application is available. There's a button right on the home screen that says apply now. And businesses who want to support or fellowship through training or anything like that also go through the website? Yes. If they if they go to or fellowship, O-R-R, orfellowship.org, um, if they click on the contact tab at the top, it'll take them to a page where they can um, ask for more information and we'll, we'll receive that and reach right back out to them and, and further the conversation. Fantastic. Off the Circle was brought to you by MyITND. If you're a small to medium-sized business and need assistance with networking, security, and other IT services, contact Ryan at info at myitindy.com. Off the Circle is brought to you by DK New Media. DK New Media is a marketing consultancy working with some of the world's largest brands on their digital marketing and media strategies. Contact Doug at dknewmedia.com. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming out. This well, as somebody who's a certified Spanish teacher who now owns an IT services company, <laughs> <laughs> flexibility is definitely uh, needed in this world. I'm actually certified in social studies and a couple other languages and stuff. But yeah. I was say, I'm a nuclear engineer. <laughs> So how did we end up here? Um, I do have one other quick question. If you could tell a college freshman anything right now, what would you tell them? Mm. Not to put you on the spot, but this is your chance to make a difference (laughs) in someone's life because higher ed's under the gun as of late because Mm -hmm. of rising costs and jobs and... Mm Maybe we could each have something. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's yeah. no yeah. one golden answer. No, no, yeah. right. there's not. Go ahead. That's why I want to know. Gosh, I'm just thinking of my freshman self. Um, it's so easy to put so much pressure on yourself freshman year to know, you know, exactly what you want to study and exactly what you want to do after school. Um, freshman year of college, I didn't even know what our fellowship was. I mean, I had no idea what I'd be doing. Yeah. Ditto. Um, and so I would just say enjoy it. I mean, take as many classes as you can. Um, Really, really try and get your foot in every door possible and make those connections like we were talking about. I mean, you you never know um, who who you're going to know on campus who's going to point you in the direction to get a good job afterwards. I mean, that's how I found out about Or Fellowship. I always said hi to – she t- still says, she still tells the story. I always said hi to a girl who went to St. Mary's and um, she did Or Fellowship and then she emailed me about it because she, you know – I was like, oh, you know, this girl always says hi to me on campus. Like, she must be doing something. Like, I'll, I'll tell her about this program. Like, she'd probably be a good fit. Um, so, yeah, I would say, I mean, just really enjoy it and try and um, get as many experiences as you can, even if it's not in your specific major that you're going for. Yeah, kind of piggybacking on that, I would say staying open to lots of different types of opportunities. And really, if something sounds interesting to you, then go after it, you know, and continue to keep your eyes and ears open to new information. And, you know, in in the same vein of staying open, you know, saying yes to those new opportunities, because 
no, you know, new cool thing came from immediately shutting it down and saying no right. at the start. Right. I would say that, um, you know, college is one of the places, it's the safest places to go out and make mistakes and try new things. And, um, so I would say if you have an idea of something that you want to see on campus or, you know, in your city or just in your life, go out and do that right now. Um, there's nothing stopping you. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you're still a student at that school. Um, and so you, you know, your life is still on track, um, and keep trying those things. And I think you'll learn like, Maybe maybe this whole entrepreneurship thing is is here for me. Um, so I think that I wish that I would have been a, a little bit more willing to to take risks as a young person. I'm still a young person, but <laughs> as a younger person, I, I was going to remind you of that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, my dentures are falling. <laughs> uh, but 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 in all seriousness, to to take more risks, um, you know, at a time when when there really is no risk, right. so. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is a case of do as I say, not as I did. But it's so easy to head off to college and kind of float through it. And I would encourage you to be a little more deliberate in your college experience. Um, Take all these things that these fellows have just suggested, because I thoroughly agree with them, but also be a little more deliberate about what you try and who you're talking to sometimes or who you follow up with, who you ask for coffee. Um, I don't mean that you have to have a perfect plan. None of us do. I still don't. But um, I feel like looking back at, at my years at IU, if I had taken more stock in some of the professors I had early and kept up those relationships, it, it, it would have behooved me to do so. If I would have kept better track of some of the people I met, they might be great contacts that I would have today. Um, but instead, I feel like I, I had a bit of a floating feeling through it. And um, I don't know. It was a different time then, but it, it, I think it still probably applies today that it doesn't hurt to think about your future, not in a stressful, oh, no, I have to know everything ahead of time kind of way, but in a, oh, well, maybe I'll try this because maybe that will affect my future. Think about your future in the back of your head. I love that. I, You know, one of the things I, I'm always telling and even my my kids I really harped on them with was um, – I. As a business owner, you know, I, we've had probably 30 employees in and out and I've never looked at a resume, never, you know, and it's always been through personal connections, professional connections. Sometimes I had an incredible graphic designer that is now in LA and taking off, but he walked in off the street. He literally just walked in and said, I saw your company online and I wanted to check it out. And I didn't have budget. I didn't have anything, but I wound up hiring him just because of that enthusiasm. And so it's, it's definitely an area where I'm passionate about is that, you know, it, it, we sit back as business people and it's the ones that come after us that get the attention. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the people that show that they're eager for that opportunity and they want it. And the people that we watch network and that meet people around us and we hear their name over and over again. Those are the people that we wind up being attracted to and that get the most opportunity. And, and I, I, I honestly, if you're a college student that's sitting back and brushing up on your resume and submitting it 43 times and not getting any returns, there's a reason. You know, it's because you have to do more nowadays if you want to compete. It's not enough just to be be in the pile. You've got be to be outside. Not better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Different will get you. you know, yeah, get you indoors. That better won't necessarily get you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bi- businesses are hungry for great people. I mean, you guys are a testament mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're we don't want average. 
You know, none of, nobody wants an average employee. Uh, and so, so these opportunities like this are, are ex- just incredible opportunities for college students. So I'd, I'd encourage everybody to give you guys a call and, and, and get a hold of our fellowship. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Absolutely. That was thank a great Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. This is Ryan Grimes from My IT Indie and Doug Carr from DK New Media wishing you guys a great day. And remember to review our podcast because we're awesome. And, <laughs> and if you want to be on it, hit us up at our website, offthecircle.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Hey, this is Doug Carr with Off the Circle. We wanted to just make a couple of quick post-production edits to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with the uh, Orr Fellowship. Uh, One of the things that Karen wanted to correct was that uh, Ridge had mentioned that uh, candidates select their top companies and matches are made. Karen wanted to make it absolutely clear that the companies uh, are the ones selecting the candidates. So that was one thing. Uh, the second one was three top executives at Angie's List started the Or Fellowship. It was really the vision of, of Scott Brenton. And so we wanted to make sure that founder and board chair of the Or Fellowship was Scott Brenton. So there you go. Two quick edits and, uh, and just wanted to get that, those things clarified. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next week. If you're an Indianapolis business and would like to be on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's state of the art studio, the speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.